0: Weird Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Support the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Adrian Meen, joined by Brian Brushwood. Hello, hello. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello, hello. Notice how faster we get through the intro and we can get to the heart of the show. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, I, I mean, you know, you drop, mm-hmm. you, you drop the cruft, you, you, you drop, uh,
2: what, what is it, ballast? Yeah, you drop the ballast. But, it's segments like these that have really been shortened down in the new reorganization of weird things. Hello, everybody. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> we feel, uh, you know, these. We feel whole. We, we feel complete.
2: Mm-hmm. And we always do. And this is how we always are oh, set up. Right,
1: we always do. are <laughs> right. so bad. We're so uh, mean. I'm going to start week. with the best headline of the week related to aerospace. The payload NASA shot into sky with giant gun came down so hard they needed to dig it out with an excavator. <laughs> That's one way to make an interest. Wait, Nas- wait! <laughs> I thought you were g- talking about
2: Dart, but there's no way we got a caterpillar up to to, to the asteroid. Oh no, no! no I think this- I think
1: I know this story. I don't know this. This is Spin Launch. This is uh, oh, this is the Spin Launch. And,
2: uh, uh, I didn't so- read my text message. <laughs>
1: I, I think
0: it's been yeah. over a year since we talked about Spin Launch, but this is the one that is just a just a giant. It it reminds me a little bit of of of. The uh, the way they represented uh, the, in the, the movie uh, Contact, uh, it, 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 it just looks like a giant disc that spins, 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 uh, and then it just launches something, just shoots a bullet into space. It's it's, it's a carnival to, ride. It's scrambled eggs. It really is. It's a <laughs> Gravitron that just releases a missile
2: uh, and, and fires it into space. Boy, it looks like a missile, too. They really make it missile so
1: for, as 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 described as spin launch is basically a imagine a giant disc turned on its side. that it spins a payload faster and faster and faster in a vacuum. And then it basically sh- it lets go and it shatters through. <laughs> they show it like breaking through the seal on there. So it shatters through there, goes to a high altitude. And then in theory, there will be a second stage that would then turn on and then put objects into orbit. Uh, not not for nothing.
0: Uh, I I was already enamored by just how how outside the box the idea sounded to begin with. Like for example, uh, and and to remind everybody, stuff we discussed before is humans don't do so well at ten thousand gs. We tend to liquefy. <laughs> no. yeah. But. If you need, I don't know, fuel which is already liquid, mm. or just protein in liquid form, or whatever uh, supplies, then then why not just you know spin it up to ten thousand RPM or more and just just chuck it up into orbit, or at least far enough up up into orbit, maybe even suborbital, where eventually another ship can catch it and then go to a higher orbit or something.
2: Or even you know you get to a point where you have a booster that um, maybe has an AI or a machine learning thing on its own. Where it looks at like astronomical data and it can figure out where it is in the in space and it starts to guide. So you just we just throw it up there. We don't even need to care too much. And the robot the robot gets it to where it's going. Yeah, gets up up there. I mean, well, and and uh, and you don't need to be precise anymore. You can just chuck
0: that thing. Hold hold on. Now I'm realizing like okay, let's say what you're sending up is fuel, and uh, so you've got uh, something that is in orbit. And it could dip down far enough out of orbit to catch it sub- suborbitally. Is this
1: is this too improbable, uh, Andrew? You're, you're, think think about think about like the, let's say the spin launch thing is shooting something up at like maybe you know five thousand miles an hour. To be in orbit, you need to be at like eighteen thousand miles. Oh, got an it. Hour. So mm-hmm. so it, it
0: would be like it would be like catching a, a a stationary softball at that speed, which would be a problem.
1: It'd be like, yeah, I mean, you know, one would be like a bullet, another one would be like, you know, a paper airplane. Um there there is there is like I think I know your the physics for like bolos and stuff of like having the loops, like the cables and stuff is something. But I don't think that would work on this at all. Cause this is like that that has to have a lot of forgiveness. Okay, let, and, I mean,
0: this is let me play this game just uh, before we put a button on my wild speculation and actually read the the real plans. Um, hey,
1: listen, just time. I'm watching these people chuck stuff into sp- you know, eat things into space., <laughs> so nothing's too wild.
0: <laughs> well, so so if what you're sending up is uh, uh, enough fuel, uh, in, a, in a pod form, so it goes up, and so you've got something else orbiting, uh, picture like a, a six-shooter, basically. And so as it's orbiting, it launches backwards, so, 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 it, 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 uh, uh, so if it's going 18,000 miles an hour, it's able to launch something backwards, so it's roughly the same 5,000 miles an hour that the suborbital thing is, uh, but it launches backwards with enough fuel to catch the payload in space, and get it all the way the rest of the way up to orbit mm-hmm. where can rendezvous for a net fuel positive uh excursion.
2: And then it'll come back in well, about 10 hours with the grappling hook to get to the next part of the atmosphere that we couldn't get the first time we went through.
0: I mean, maybe. I yeah.
1: oh. uh, I don't know that the efficiency works out on that, that we, if we if we already have the fuel in space. Um uh what what, what the,
0: but, but 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 if we're if we're able to deliver more fuel than is spent for the for the operation I, like i i guess i'm just trying to wrap my mind around the fundamentals of just from what we've heard which i guess we should go over right now what what we've <laughs> been Yeah, what I accomplish.
1: mean the, the, their their plan is there'll be two stages. There will be the you know it'll be the upper stage will be a traditional chemical rocket, right? The lower stage is the part that just basically is the mass that gets, or the, it'll be literally a rocket that gets heated and then it turns, you know, turns on, you know, basically imagine you just take a rocket, spin it around, let it go. And then when it gets to 50,000 feet, 60,000 feet, then it turns on its engines. Hmm. And these would be small missile sized rockets. Like think of the size of sounding rockets. So, um, and for small payloads. Uh, and that's, that's
0: already pretty close to, uh, with a different method, what uh, Virgin Galactic is doing uh, with uh, the star, 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 Starship one, Spaceship one. Um, and uh, uh, in that, they, they get really, really high on an airplane, uh, I assume, uh, uh, in, in a near neighborhood, oh. and then they launch the rocket up. But, th- but even that stays suborbital. But I guess if, if you have a rocket and you're no longer worried about Gs because you're only sending equipment up, you could probably get a lot more efficiently up to orbit from there.
1: Yeah, there was the, the Pegasus was kind of like, I think the, the, the precursor, that first flew in 1990, that was an air-launched uh, craft. I think, um, I think it was able to reach orbital velocities. Yeah, I guess, I guess oh. the only
0: thing I don't know is how high up the airplane part of Virgin Galactic goes before they release the, the rocket. yeah.
1: Mm. But, well, but I would imagine had,
0: it, it gets yeah. pretty high up there, pretty uh, close to 50,000.
2: Uh, yeah, this is from space.com. Virgin Galactic sends paying passengers to space with two vehicles. It uses the carrier aircraft VMS EVE, which brings the spaceship VSS Unity to an altitude of about 50,000 feet. Hey. At that point, Unity drops away and sorts to suborbital space using rocket engines.
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, in that case, you have all the time and fuel to get up to that level, and then you launch one payload, then you have to land and do it all again. Whereas if 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 this uh, slingshot is as efficient as it looks, you could probably move a lot more product a lot faster.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's not – yeah, it's, think of it as moving like small – putting small satellites into space. I mean, think of it primarily that's – its mission is just small satellite launch. Yeah. It's not going to be – I don't think it has much potential beyond that, but it rapidly being able to get stuff into space.
2: I uh, Now, Andrew, is this a clip of of actually seeing them fire off one of these spin launches that you sent along? I,
1: I believe this is.
0: Yeah, uh, October 4th. So this would be uh, the news headline was that they have completed their 10th flight test. And so we're watching right now. People gather and five, five, get ready four, to watch three, two, the ultimate one,
2: eat.
1: There you go. Whoa. It,
0: <laughs> it really is. Whoa.
2: <laughs> they just shot
0: it! Obviously a very impressive sort of KPL Oh, and there's the excavator. Very outside-the-box thinking. And I saw that throughout everybody we talked to here at Spin Launch. They're, they're thinking about non-traditional challenges. That's so out there.
2: Now, that looked pretty small, I will say. The the, the rocket and the payload looked rec- looked pretty teeny tiny.
1: Oh, uh, remind us how big your rocket is. Uh, hey, well, I mean, I got a Civic. <laughs> I, well, I
0: don't want to throw that in the air. I mean, given given the expense of a microsatellite, uh, you know, just uh, what, 10 by 10 centimeters. Uh, mm. It seems like you'd be able to get a lot of those up pretty yeah. easily.
1: Yeah, I. Am like, cool, guys? I don't <laughs> quite know.
2: How does it? The question you is, know. like, how does it scale? Right. Like. Does this either? Either this works with a very specific, important niche, right? Of non-human payloads and small size. I mean,
1: uh, well, think about think about how SpaceX is put up like three thousand satellites for Starlink, and for other companies that want to compete with that, and that's the problem that OneWeb ran into, and then uh, Amazon's Project Hyper is there's just not enough rockets to get them up there. And so that this is this is addressing the need of that. And if you're doing satellite constellations, you know, communications constellations, then this might be a very viable option because you're going to book thousands of launches with them.
2: Mm. I guess that makes I guess that's.
1: And like, it, like 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 multiple a day, I would
0: imagine would be possible. Well, yeah, if you got sure. the old
2: gun, you could just do
0: well, uh, every, every time you do it, you break the seal. And so you'd have to reseal oh, it and then vacuum, the vacuum it and then just run the next one. But, but uh, also, in terms of, uh, I, I don't know any of the particulars in terms of what uh, materials are being used, but, but I'm assuming that they're keeping to relatively safe uh, uh, tensile strengths for all of the materials that involve it. Uh, in, if you lengthen that arm just one foot, you're going to get a, a, a logarithmic increase in the amount of force. That happens,
2: it, um, and it does look like they have both a, a suborbital and an orbital accelerator design. So it could be that that is exactly what uh, this one that we're, we're looking we're
0: at. Where they're hoping great. ahead, yeah,
2: yeah, uh, which makes sense. I mean, of course, like yeah, you gotta you gotta figure out a way to scale it up uh, in some way, and bigger is better. I mean, bigger. And the thing here's the thing about space, right? People like big rockets. They want to see a the big damn thing go up
0: yeah but you know what people like <sighs> just as much machine guns satellites in the into space
2: now if you do now now if they could, if they get 40 spin launches right next to each other they go that, that would be pretty really
0: cool uh imagine imagine <laughs> they're able to reload uh, fast enough <laughs> that it's just this 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 railgun rapid fire going on
2: they have to build like a space arm to like to reload the, the- like a clip of I don't know, I'm i I'm, I'm coming up with Rick and Morty ideas now. I'm just I'm just <laughs> pitching Rick and Morty ideas. So, uh, so so they launched ten of these, uh, over the, uh, over what period? Uh, I, over the weekend? No, I believe over the last uh, over the last year. Oh, January. okay. I,
0: <laughs> Since we last talked about it, <laughs> <laughs> but they were celebrating their tenth successful launch.
2: Ah, well, I think that's that's something that's that's good. I mean, ten's not nothing, you know.
1: Yeah, I it's. I'm sure they have a plan that's beyond what you know. I'm I'm looking at like that's cool. I'm just going. All right, there's a lot of other crazy ideas for aerospace that I want to see get funded. So, but they're they, they're moving. I saw the factory by the way. I'm not inside, but it's outside of it. It's down in Long Beach. Oh yeah, and uh, was driving and I looked up and it's this humongous facility. Oh wow. So.
2: i like to imagine Very everyone cool. there when they've got a briefcase they also have to swing it around
0: at all times <laughs> and whenever they have a dispute in the boardroom they have to swing their fist and yeah.
1: walk towards the other person <laughs> i have a i have a funny there's a story randy james randy used to tell about they did a gag on a candid camera where what they did is they had a suitcase and in it was a flywheel they take a like a drill and spin the flywheel up to it was really, really fast and set it down on the curb and wait for somebody to pick up and try to walk with it. And you couldn't, cause you just go all like, it was just spinning all like over it, the place. Yeah. Apparently, apparently I guess it was like early tonight show or something. They were going to, they wanted to show, they were going to use it as a gag and Randy was there to help set it up. But the guy who was the head stagehand, Randy says, Randy was laying tape out on the floor because you have to follow it along on a straight path. And then Randy's like, I'll set this up here. And the stagehand's like, No, no, no. I'm the only one that touches it. And Randy's like, Well, let me explain what you need to do. And he's like, Nope, it's all right. This is our business. We got this. Like, well, and then Randy looks over and like the head of the show is just going, waving him off, going, Just let it go, let it go, let it go. And so Randy's like, Okay. Q live TV oh, and no. the host is announcing the bit oh. and you see in the background, the stage hand pick this thing up and start swinging wildly and run into frame on this, looking like a maniac. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. The, the head, the head of the show later said, yeah, we've been trying to get rid of this guy for a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now we can do it. Now we can do it. Like messing up a broadcast like that was the, Jeez. was the line. Oh, so. that's
2: amazing. Well that's that's uh, that I guess if spin launch doesn't work out if they can't figure out that orbital they can they can figure out how to make TV happenings Uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh,
0: something, something also amazing. Uh, patreon.com slash weird things. That's where you keep us loud, live and independent. Keep bringing you the weird every single week. Uh, you get your own RSS feed, you get exclusive, you get access to the after things podcast where we Uh, talk about being an independent creative. We speak openly and honestly.
2: There you go. Check it out. Patreon.com. Most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) Patreon.com slash weird things.
1: So, uh, I got this story. I don't think you covered this. I don't think you did. I want you to imagine both of you, uh, you're using your points and you're tucked away in your airplane in your, your, your business class seat. Oh, ooh, okay. uh, ooh.
0: Uh, champagne. I you mean, yourself. if I'm using my points, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to spend all of them, but but okay. <laughs> let's say, let's say there's a double your points weekend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let's can just the upgrade. They like, we like you guys. You guys are Perfect. upgraded. All right. Yeah. Just, ex- just accept it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're You get to beta test
2: Southwest's got- business class.
1: <laughs> I'm telling a story, Bryce. Sorry. <laughs> you're chilling out. You're chilling out. You're relaxing. Just enjoy your beverage. Just chill out. Stop trying to micromanage everything. Just think, <laughs> are you smoking? What are you doing there? No, it's
2: my pinky. Sh-
1: it's because it's like a fluted glass. It's like a stem glass, but then All I right. have a pinky out. I played the clarinet. Okay. I
2: intention- <laughs> All right. All right.
1: I want you to have like you've got your, your, your sleep mask on. Okay, Mm. maybe you got your noise canceling airpods in, Brian, you too. Oh yeah, okay. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, it's been a long day. It's great. All right. And then and then everything's chill and you're just drifting off to sleep. And then you hear
0: (laughs) 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 I know the story.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Bryce, price, price,
2: <laughs> did you hear that sound? Uh, n- n- no. It's, uh, I, th- I, is thought, the hot I thought
0: it was on my earbuds.
2: I, uh, yeah, and I'm also wearing air, uh, noise-canceling earbuds as well. But, but yeah, there seemed to it's, be a
0: it's big... It's so loud we can hear them. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Let's take
1: out of earbuds.
0: Which...
2: Get, yeah, pop, no pop. Okay,
0: all right. That was, must have been... <laughs> <air>. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Uh, I, I Bryce, thought it was. Bryce, <laughs> Bryce I'm going to look behind me. You look okay. in front of us. I, yeah, I, yeah. Every, I'm just seeing I'm... a bunch of confused
2: people behind us. Everyone's just sitting down, looking around normally. Okay. Uh, Bryce, I I
0: think that's coming over the PA system.
2: The PA system. <gasps> <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> And that's what everybody's hearing. That's correct over oh, the PA system. No. Now,
0: uh, I mean, fortunately, this this we're on a Southwest Airlines flight in my imagination, so I'd imagine they have a bunch of japes and jokes that they do yeah. uh, for, oh, for each other. Our arms are so tired here at Southwest. Uh, I'm I'm certain that uh, that this isn't uh, uh, some kind of terrifying breach of security that even the the crew doesn't understand it, how it's happening. Uh, SPOILER ALERT! <laughs>
2: so, so yeah, that is a recording of something that was playing over the intercom... On a, uh, both on a, on reportedly both an Airbus A321 and a Boeing 737-800.
1: Right, so... Yeah, multiple planes, multiple flights.
2: how, How does that happen? Well... What, I, I, I saw, I saw the video from the guy who posted about it, and, and I was also confused, because... If it was over the PA system, aren't they just on the little walkie? Aren't there only so many head handsets? But but then if there are other planes, is it a Bluetooth thing? Have they got AirPods? Are the AirPods getting sentient, Andrew? I don't know. I. <laughs> oh I, no.
0: Neither did the crew. The crew and the, <laughs> the captain. First, a flight attendant. Then the captain got on and like, "I'm sorry, we don't know what is happening." Then the captain says, "I'm sorry, we don't know what is happening," which only leaves one logical conclusion, which is somebody not on the plane has figured out a way to.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> we don't know
1: that. We we don't we don't yeah. know that it it because it, it's.
2: It's a lot of reports. I, I think we have an official response. Our maintenance team thoroughly inspected the aircraft and PA system and determined the sounds were caused by a mechanical issue with the PA amplifier, which raises the sound of the PA system when the engines are running. But I don't. But so who was grunting and groaning? Did that, does that mean that the, air, the auto volume on the headset is so loud that it picks up the bathroom? That would, ha- I mean, it's not a black hat hacker. You would, you
1: would, yeah. Maybe you'd pick up other sounds there too, though, like the sounds of toilet flushing and stuff. So I think, uh, I, 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 yeah. Wait, no, you would. What the heck, What is going on? Uh, I, I'm gonna guess I, ghost.
2: I'm gonna say ghost. Ghost. An old time ghost, not a ghost in the machine.
1: If you played me this audio and said, "What am I listening to?" My first guess would be perhaps somebody who is maybe at a part of the end of the spectrum that has difficulty controlling what they say. And and then you know from base what I'm hearing there. And I'm like, is you know somebody there basically using some no old school headphones or something that's broadcasting or <laughs>
2: Waxy.org, who's got the, re- the report here, mentions that there are multiple instances going back to July, and all of them are on American Airlines. Uh, and,
1: Every known instance has gone through the greater Los Angeles area, including Santa Ana or Dallas-Fort Worth. Wow. That's,
2: uh, I mean, that's, what if it
1: is a ghost and we're just too stubborn to acknowledge it? Uh, wait,
0: first choice, ghost. Uh, and we yeah, could just yeah. declare it solved. Um, yeah. but, but second choice, if it, I mean, that sound does not sound mechanical at all. It doesn't sound like it's been digitized at all at a low fidelity or anything. It sounds like a human grabbing the mic and just groaning into it with the intention to annoy people on the flight. Could
2: it, is there a chance, I guess, so, okay, the, uh, the, ah. Uh, so the, the the official response mentions uh, that the PA systems are hardwired with no external access and no Wi-Fi component. Does that mean there's someone out there like freaking these aircrafts? Like there's just a hacker in the greater LA area uh, who goes to to, <laughs> to where is it, Houston a lot? Well, uh, I, I, I could picture
0: Dallas? I could picture taking a device and splicing it into the hardwired because it really is. It's like a dumb. Uh, Plane owned telephone system. Yeah. Uh, I could picture that being spliced in, but it's pretty clear that they gave it the once over and didn't find anything. That mm. makes it harder to perceive.
1: I would say that the heart, yes, but part of the challenge could be like if they say they're turning this amplifier up really high that could mean that it becomes more sensitive to inf- interference from something on board the plane. Like if somebody had a transmitter or th- something, an RF, like mm. there are a lot of ways that these things, these are complex systems and you start introducing, well, then we, we amplify this by this amount and then you get this. And so there's a lot of these other factors that could be like, it, it could just be like a big open receiver waiting for something.
0: Do, <laughs> do we have multiple recordings that could be compared to find out whether or not this is the same recording of grunts and groans being played on each uh aircraft I or if it's know. If in, it's a live performance each time. Uh
2: <laughs> the the man John NYC who initially posted this uh said uh uh that there was another video that sounded very uh, in fact John NYC said quote 100% positive same voice. Um so that's that's one person's uh testimony on that or I don't know.
1: I testimonies makes it like that it's just american airlines yeah is there there,
2: god this is a great conundrum now i'm imagining there's like a like a hack the planet sort of guy who doesn't like bluetooth and so he's got his own like radio rf wireless headphones and then he's just i don't i I, I, but then that would have to mean he's listening to or intentionally sending across the sound of someone grunting or vocalizing i wow this yeah and and
0: you would think in a plane where you could see everybody's face and everybody's looking to solve this mystery right it'd be hard to perform <laughs> it live Hey your YouTube is set to
2: man groans for 6 hours I mean it's got to be a beat.
0: specialized device in a pre-recorded track I would imagine and maybe an antenna specifically pointed in in some way yeah. just
1: just to yeah. So uh <laughs> my, my brother had a coworker who would sit in his office and sometimes hear, and then it would go away. And then sometimes he'd sit in his office and hear, And it was driving him nuts because he couldn't figure out where it was coming from. It was completely intermittent. um, I won't say who, but at some point this guy was finally just losing on his wits end and somebody took pity on him and <laughs> showed him in the air vent. They had taped one of those Halloween cards that opens up goes, and goes Oh, they taped that's great. So whenever great. the air vent was active, it would blow it open <laughs> oh, and it would my start God. to screech and then close.
0: I mean, uh, you, you have to think they've done stuff like uh, uh, cracked open the PA microphone and seeing if somebody's put a you know, a noisemaker in there. Or...
1: Yeah, but there there could be some, let's say you had somebody on the ground crew that was really... Mischievous? Uh, you know, yeah, you know, you could put something in there they would never find. Hmm. There's,
2: a, there's a theory here uh, uh, from uh, uh, Nick Onderegg, who is uh, an, an engineer, and suggests that it could possibly be random noise filtered through a... Uh, uh, through a, a noise shaper that would be on part of the plane, so if it if it will
1: be in a PA system, that's not uh,
2: this. This is this is what he says: an amp malfunction that inputs a signal through algorithms meant to isolate human voice, all the non-human aspects of the random signal stripped out. And the results will appear human. No, now that's that's that, very that's, fancy. Yeah, that would be that
1: is a way way complicated explanation. For uh, that's
0: no. that's uh, my, uh, I too share a magician brain, <laughs> and I think that that's more work than we need on this one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, apparently, Nick uh, Nick is basing it off of a tone sweep that uh, that he believes he hears in the recording. This is I, I if someone out there knows, please let us know. We got the email in the show notes. Uh,
1: what do you, what is this? Haunted. Uh, we covered this. Someone, someone I mean, either way, it's
0: whether it's haunted flight. or not haunted, uh, it would be scary. Can you imagine being on that flight when, like, the moment that they that the crew admits they don't know
2: how this is happening?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. There's something on the speaker
2: system Yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the very that would be the worst episode of the Twilight Zone. It's just there's a spooky PA system that is being kind still of annoying. better
1: than the first episode of the new Twilight Zone. <laughs> I haven't seen. Uh it. So kind of a cool story is the use of creating games now to help Elderly, old, older people, like, retain their short-term memory. And so there's an article on, I think it's Science Daily. Let me pull it up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the goal there is, that can you increase the people's ability to remember, you know, things by usually just game training? Is game training a viable way to do that? And it would seem like some researchers built a thing, I think, called Rhythmizer, in which they had tested people with this to see if they could actually remember stuff. And they found that after playing these games that they were able to recall with a greater ability
0: uh is it a case where there's multiple opportunities to recall various uh things that, that, that you're handed or
1: um was it just a straight up rhythm game uh, um they look at they they played the music word of the game rhythm city sorry and um and then. People playing a word search game, and the difference between the two groups is clear. As players progressed in Rhythm City, the ways that target visual reception and selective attention, had a knock-on effect on short-term memory, as tested through a face recognition exercise. It,
0: it sounds to me like uh, adding an external pressure of like a word game is something where um, uh, you're not you're not reacting to stuff thrown at you repeatedly, for having to make snap movements and decisions. Whereas uh, a rhythm game very much is is is. Being fully present in the moment, which which I, I can I can intuitively see the association, but but having any kind let of me, hard data would be a big deal. Let me, yeah,
1: let me read you the this the the paper this first day of the section the significance, which I like that they do that in papers. Like, look, put that up top when they do that. Musical training can improve numer- numerous cognitive functions associated with musical performance. Yet there is limited evidence that musical training may benefit non musical tasks, and it is unclear how the brain may enable such a transfer benefit. To address this, non-musicians randomized to receive eight weeks of either musical rhythm training or word search training. Memory for faces was assessed pre- and post-training, while electroencephalography data was recorded to assess the changes in brain activity. Results showed that only musical rhythm training improved face memory, which was associated with increased activity in the superior parietal region of the brain when encoding and maintaining faces. Thus, musical rhythm training can improve face memory by facilitating how the brain encodes and maintains memories.
0: So, so actually playing a musical instrument was already known to have positive effects. And so in this case, hmm. simulated musical talent seems to also well, <laughs> activate the same areas.
1: Well, the, the, the assumption was that music's, music games would increase music ability. Was there a music, Would music games improve some other non-music-based ability? That was a question here, and they say that it helps increase recall of faces.
2: Hmm. I. I mean, I. I that's interesting because there was. Uh, do you guys remember the Brain Age games? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there BS. But that was a similar idea, right? Of like play these games that stimulate different parts of your brain, and if you do that enough, you're going to get uh, a more active, a more healthy, a younger, quote unquote, younger aged right. brain.
0: Uh, and, and I, I, guess the corollary would be, that would be the equivalent of the word search exercises compared to the musical rhythm games.
2: Uh, I guess, I mean, it's definitely a lot of like math and, and, uh, logic
1: sort of puzzles versus And music. a $2 million settlement to the FTC.
0: Oh no. For making those, those claims. The brain games. Yeah. yeah. They, they were
1: making claims about that, that, that they couldn't support. Yeah. Um, yeah whereas trombone champ
0: can definitely support the claims uh,
2: but but i but i always I, I did always uh i i thought it was a long known thing that um uh, you know participating in involvement in music uh as you're as you're developing helps you know either a sense that of was so that
1: was probably another myth that was the einstein the baby einstein thing or whatever where or there was effect or whatever yeah, exp- yeah expose your child to this then they would and or, that was not I mean, one where I, uh-huh. The evidence didn't support that.
2: Well, I, I, I don't mean like, you know, putting headphones on a on a belly, but I mean being in a ba- in band in school or learning a musical instrument. Um but but I guess <laughs> maybe. I
1: don't, yeah, I don't. no, I, I I to your point, yeah, I think that I think that any type of skill you learn that really that requires engaging neurons in new ways is probably gonna be very beneficial. Yeah.
2: And right now, I mean we don't really You know the way that uh you know the human life is shaped we spend a you know the first 18 to 20 some years learning and then uh, you know learning on the school of hard knocks afterwards <laughs> but uh uh it's not exactly like there's like hey it's time for your 30 year old uh, uh a booster book and it's here's some more knowledge for you. Here's how many that planets we have. That is kind of wild. that. Uh, well, I suppose,
0: I suppose historically, you know, if you're uh, 30 years old, your job was to go kill something and bring it back to the tribe. Um, and so there wasn't a lot of time to propose a intermediary structure of going to college for the second time in your yeah. mid-30s or 40s or, or what have you.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's maybe, maybe, maybe that's what we need is we need some Udemy subsidies. We need some government <laughs> Udemy subsidies for... Old old folks.
1: Well, uh, I, I mean, I know to your point, but I'm like, you to me is like dirt cheap. It's ten bucks on the sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it, I'm the, suggesting the,
2: very <laughs> rational, very
1: effective. The barrier to entry isn't a stimulus check to pay for this. The barrier to entry is somebody going, uh, I'm gonna go watch season three of the show on Netflix instead of learning something.
2: Yeah, well, th- that's what I mean by the shape of human life. You know, we live. Eighty to hundred ish years, most of us, uh, and we only go to school really the one, the one time.
0: Well, and and there there might be something too. As Almost. I think
2: about it, um,
0: the you have social pressure in near the end of your uh, second decade to either pursue higher education or figure out what you want to do. So it's like you 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 got to uh uh contribute to choose. society, right? Um, and then certainly. Once you hit retirement age, then it's like, well, you gotta get up and move around because you gotta get up and move around and engage your brain to fight off a, a, a cognitive decline. But but there's really no Aspiring pressure. struggles
1: to say cognitive
0: decline. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I, I, the irony is not lost. Uh, the uh, but there's no pressure oh, I, in the middle of it. your life to to do anything <laughs> like that. Like you really get to just pick whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree, despite my snarky comments. Um, you know, for me, it was a few years ago learning to code. Like, I just decided to learn to code at a point where uh, writing was a success for me. You know, I had a pretty good trajectory there, but I felt like I didn't, I didn't want my next 10 years just to be, you know, a repeat of my previous 10 years. I wanted to build upon that before, and I thought that any kind of skills I could get would work out. And it turned out it worked out really well.
2: You know, uh I I I this I must have read this up last year or something but uh there's uh the idea of the stages of life um uh let me see if I can find uh this more specifically but uh there there's a, 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 an idea about the stages of life and one of one of the hypothetical ideas is what do the stages look like in further and further human life expectancy the idea of what is what is the general disposition of a human once they're from 100 years old to say 120 150 or, 200
0: like basically adding a fourth chapter uh what right now is a curiosity of a denouement becomes so common that it's like well what what is this fourth chapter
2: right um and the the hypothesis was that i guess uh what we consider the end of life era right now um the, the human becomes a little more, uh, it's very broad, very, very broad brush, I'm stroking here, but uh, more compassionate, <laughs> very compassionate, more community minded, more focused on teaching and passing on a better world. And the, the theory is that as you get past that stage, it reverses and you become more and more self-focused as the body becomes more deteriorated. So I mean that's that a, that's that
0: that tracks. I mean, definitely, yeah. as, as stuff breaks, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a full time job. I mean, that's and that's why the cliche of old people talking about their their maladies is so true, is because like that's that's a shared experience they're all you know yeah. fascinated by.
2: Like yeah. this used to work,
0: my and back. now it doesn't. Ah, my How about back. you? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but just the the idea of like you know ultimately. Uh, You would probably hope that we want to bring life expectancy up. But what does that look like? Uh, But of course, we want it to be
0: productive and, 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 and enjoyed.
2: Right. I would like my years 100 through 200 to be more like my 20s and 30s, not like my 80s and 90s. It would be just just a bra i don't know that would be uh, that's why
0: preference. you gotta buy weird things brand fish oil that's right <laughs> fish oil from weird things it'll keep you young forever <laughs> these claims not evaluated by the ftc <laughs> you
2: guys want to do picks? yeah, yeah. Dude. uh what about you bryce what have you been watching i've got a pick uh <laughs> this is this is a uh, uh this is a bit of a bricey slicey pick of <laughs> <laughs> of a of a movie, but I watched this over the weekend.
0: Uh, which, uh, by the way, oh, yes. for those unfamiliar, the Bryce slice is where you watch the beginning and the end of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> can't really remember anything that happens in the middle because you were too busy doing something else. Yeah,
2: or or, or whatever. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I turned on uh, the the new Roland Emmerich film Moonfall. I turned it on and I gave myself the the Bryce slice rule that I could just skip ahead whenever I wanted to. But every time I did it, I ended up having to skip back about five minutes. Because this movie is insane. This movie is so wild. I, I. What, what, what is
0: the uh, – give me the writer's room pitch. Hey, look, we need new ideas. Uh, space yeah. is popular. The Earth's out. Space is in. What do you All got, right. Oh,
2: I got it. All right, we got, uh, we got this crazy conspiracy theorist guy. And he's got a British accent, so he doesn't seem too crazy. And he steals – Space data and finds out that the moon is falling. Oh, no, moon coming to Earth. Uh, uh, in, okay, so the moon's going to crash
0: into Earth. That seems, uh, yeah. that seems bad. What do we do? We, uh, we, we but, get uh, uh, oil uh, well
2: drillers to, to attach a rocket to it? And And low-rent Chris Pratt, a former and disgraced astronaut, had been up to the moon before, and he was disgraced because he saw weird stuff on the moon, and everyone said, you're crazy. Apparently he was right and uh it gets bigger and dumber from there i i was i i should have gone in expecting independence day because that's what this movie is <laughs> but i i was expecting more of an arrival more of a more of just a little bit of a, a softer touch just kind of a, a a a a what was the netflix one um with all the rainbow shiny stuff. Stranger Things. But it, oh, it's unreal! Stranger Things. No. Um, House but, of Cards. What is it called? It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, I thought it was a, a, it's a good spectacle movie. That's the thing is that it's a spectacle movie, and I wasn't expecting a spectacle movie.
0: So what do they do? They strap a rocket to it?
2: Well, I don't want to... They
0: flip an alien switch and, and uh, rockets blast the moon away? I
2: don't, don't want to... There's one really big plot point that they set up as a sequel hook. And it's really big and dumb. I don't
1: want to spoil it here. Decepticons.
2: But, but uh maybe we'll talk about it out there. Okay. But- yeah.
1: I I when I saw the trailer for it, I kept waiting for it to be um uh a twist, like that it was actually a comedy. Uh, you know, like like I kept waiting for like it was just to be like, you know, uh and actually it's not really this. It's actually something else, Um, mm-hmm. you know, that we find out that it's, you know, a completely different kind of movie, but that actually doesn't happen. I thought it was going to be like Tropic Thunder, you know, like a trailer for that. And then, uh-huh. and then, and then it's like, oh no, no. somebody pulled out a script from 1995. Mm-hmm. And then every 1995 trope and decided to make this into a movie in 2022, which I mean- was just, and it was Roland Emmerich who was doing movies in that time period. And like, oh, wow, this is real. Yeah. This is... It's...
2: I, I bet it would be... Fun, like, it. I think it would be... Like, honestly, it would be fun to kind of watch a little derisively. I think if you were doing a, quote-unquote, hate watch, you would probably have a lot of fun with it because it is... There's a lot of kind of stupid bits in it, but I think it's a spectacle movie. I think it expects a certain amount of that. So Okay, Beautiful. so things I'm hearing. Uh- <laughs> You can't
0: skip a minute of it, Bryce Castillo. <laughs> the twist is so good, I won't spoil it, Bryce Castillo. <laughs> it's a spectacle, Bryce
2: Castillo. So 10 out of 10? I, You know what? I, did, I watched a surprising amount of this movie, given the option to skip any time I wanted. <laughs> right on. So Moonfall. I think I watched it on HBO or Netflix or something. It's streaming somewhere right now. It's one of those movies that's in the mix right now.
0: Uh, I I listened to the Economist podcast, The Prince, about the rise of Xi Jinping. Oh, how is that? Uh, it's a uh, it's fascinating, and um, uh, it's it's a testament to just how powerful the control over the media is. Uh, where the Economist is, uh, they're like, well, we think this thing, but we couldn't get anybody to talk to us about it. <laughs> There's this thing. Uh, this person didn't want their voice recorded. so here's an actor reading off of the the letter that they wrote <laughs> wow. like uh it's 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 fascinating like they 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 do a whole episode on how um somebody's job as a a, a WeChat or whatever the yeah the, uh, uh, Wemo, is a yeah, WeChat. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, he was a sensor, and he would go to work and he would be assigned you have ten oh four a m. To ten o eight a m and that would be his entire day is to go through all of the oh the all, all the of the manual logs of everything and tag everything and decide whether or not this was a proper use of uh, this possibly coded phrase or an improper use of it, wow. uh, and uh, he said it, it, it was a rough experience. Everybody was in their early thirties, just being burnt out from the inside, looking at all this stuff. You hear similar stories from the Facebook censors when it comes to you know graphic content and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. And that's not even censorship. That's <laughs> that's, it, that's just that's like beheading videos. They're
0: like, a, they're like they're like that's a phrase that's similar to one that Xi Jinping used in this one speech that was you know that people. Mock for this
2: thing. And and the American ones are just like, here's a beheading video. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't, uh, uh, I would not want to be a social media moderator for sure. Uh,
0: yeah. So, so that's just one episode talking about oh. the whole don't, don't talk about Xi Jinping and, uh, they they talk about his upbringing, uh, where, where he came from, and and his speculations on his rise to power. The weird, multiple weeks and months gaps uh, in the record, where just nobody can seem to find out anything during that time. Oh, uh, it's a uh, it's interesting.
2: That was his week. He went to Aspen. He was having a he was having a fun little winter vacation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to look something up. Which person are we talking about?
0: Uh, uh, the, G- the leader G- of China.
1: I'm gonna yep. So I thought there was mention the aspect. I'm gonna send you. I was came across this title. <laughs> uh oh. And I couldn't find it at first because I remembered a completely different title.
2: Uh, okay. We've got an Amazon <laughs> listing here. Oh my goodness, she's the one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's read alone. the description. She's a lonely, overworked waitress in a down t- in a downbeat Chicago pizza joint. And he's the president of the People's Republic of China on a tour to the United States.
0: <laughs> well, there goes our funding from,
2: <laughs> from the People's Republic of China. Their stressful, boring lives are about to heat up like a pizza oven after a chance encounter outside Manny's Pizza Barn. Call me Xi Dada. Xi
1: Dada. From there,
2: from there Delany takes Ji Jinping by the hand and leads him on a whirlwind tour of Chicago, of of Chicago, as they struggle to keep their hands off each other.
0: That's always that's always good when there's a typo in the description.
2: Look at the cover art, though. Look, they they just, they, they just put his head over some muscly dude's head.
0: <laughs> or they uh, hired
1: a lookalike for the head, and that's his real body.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that's it.
1: I, I like that it's 21 pages. Like, some of these books are only, like, 100 pages. Yes. They're, like, short. But, like, I couldn't find it because I couldn't remember the title. I was looking for I have a better title. She's got to have it. <laughs> 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 but it's she's i couldn't i'm like why can't i find this i had to find the original article yeah the article was something that went into like like badly written male char- characters and stuff and it's just it's pretty funny uh there's a
0: uh, there's one section of one of the episodes where they play a quote from bill clinton in the late 90s where he's talking about how uh uh apparently China's trying to restrict the internet. Good luck with that one, Press Corps laughs, like trying to nail jello to a wall. And then meanwhile it's just like, Man, that is a wall covered in jello and it seems pretty stable.
1: <laughs> yeah, play the curb enthusiasm theme. Right? <laughs>
0: bum, 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 bum.
2: We've got a three-star review that says a prescient erotica for our times. However, Samantha deducted points for inconsistencies. Given that uh, these
0: sound like uh, familiar complaints, about she it. appears
2: to be working in a New York style pizzeria when it would have been more apt for a place to have a Chicago style pizza. Oh. <laughs> so that's a couple of points.
0: Anyway, off. the Economist podcast, <laughs> "The <laughs> Prince," <laughs> about it, the rise of
2: Xi Jinping. <laughs> is it? Is it all? How many episodes are out? Uh, it, yeah. I think it's eight or nine. Oh,
0: nice. uh, yeah, they're 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 uh, thirty to forty minutes each. Great,
2: Andrew.
1: My pick is, I, man, I think the, the last few episodes have been really tight, um, and that's House of Dragon. Oh, so you've been keeping up with that? Uh, I, I've
0: not watched any of it, but I'm familiar that they're doing time skips. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler to say. Um, uh, are, are you digging that, that, they're, that they're taking them leaps?
1: Yeah, they, they've hired the characters that come in to replace the new ones, the older versions, are really capable, are really good. Not everybody, you know, if somebody's an already actor in their 30s or 40s, they're not going to replace them with somebody else. They'll just age them up a little bit. Um, But yeah, it worked really well. It worked really, really well because, you know, one of the many things that was frustrating about the later seasons of Game of Thrones was the obstacle of time was just completely erased. You know, the world became very, very, very small and it was just kind of like, okay we just don't care anymore about that and and we felt lazy whereas here they're like no we're going to hey people are going to go do a thing and somebody might be pregnant and then by the time they go do it the child's too you know like they they just do really the logistics work out really but the story the characters are really really like because you feel like you're about to get kind of archetypes from game of thrones but then you realize no these are their own characters they're their own their own trajectories and i like it i like i very much enjoy it um Mm. you know there was a moment in an episode where you know my wife was like oh i can't believe this person did this i'm like wait for it and then they're like oh and so there's pretty well done so
2: nice i uh i think i only caught the first few episodes i i will probably try to binge it once it's done um but i i enjoyed the first few episodes that i saw
1: and uh yeah uh, it seems seems pretty capable yeah, right. and I think they've really kept it tight. You feel like you're getting a consistent in the whole story here. Um, yeah, And my bonus pick is, of course, uh, still great, Lower Decks. Star Trek, Lower Decks. Mm. Uh, uh,
0: I- I'm with you. I rather enjoyed this most recent episode, but I- I'm given to understand that Bryce is going to have words on tonight's uh, spoiler. I haven't time. seen
1: the newest one.
2: Okay. I haven't seen the newest one. Yeah, mm. I might recommend passing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: talk about it in spoiler okay. time. All right. Right, I think I, I liked it. Uh, this one that I've not seen aside, this show's writing is so tight, it moves so fast, you get so much plot in more than like an hour long show.
2: Yeah, and you do. Like you can tell that they really tried to make <laughs> make the plots at least make sense. I, I'm, now I'm just, I'm just keep teasing up spoiler in time conversations, which I don't need to do, but it's a good show. It is a good show. And this season is is very capable. <laughs> Put that on the on the box art.
0: Very <laughs> capable. I I, li- I I say the entire season has been fantastic. Bryce says most of the season, absent awesome. this episode, has and been last very week's good.
2: too. And I didn't like last week either. Which I one like was last week's. week? Um. Oh, it was the deep space one. Oh yeah, yeah, the deep space one. Yeah. But anyway, that
0: one was too inside its own rear end.
1: yeah You're not wrong. (laughs) It's still fine for me, though. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. And have you watched Andor? Uh, Yeah, dude. Uh, I keep waiting for it to be not good, and it keeps being good. Uh, This most recent episode, I guess episode five, is the one where uh, it's the first time that Josie joined me for an episode, which is unfortunate because the least happens in this episode. Mm -hmm. But I was proud of the series for making the hard decision to give us a whole episode where— Really, very little happens except for us actually getting to know our characters, so we may develop a bond with them, which is the harder thing to do, and nope. I think will be more rewarding when difficult decisions happen later.
2: They, uh, they wait till yeah, see, episode good. five for that one, huh? To tell you about the characters, uh, they start with telling you about Andor. <laughs> oh, oh Rice is just with the hot <laughs> takes, just. I, I look, I'm. Fuck, I'm the new Simon Cowell. <laughs> Have you watched it? Have you watched Andor? I did. I did watch the first, uh, those first yeah. three episodes, and
0: they didn't take. And didn't to be take. honest, like if the first three didn't get you, I, I don't think there's much
2: after that that's gonna swing in. Yeah, but I, 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 it's good to hear that you like it. It's good to hear that there's a Star Wars that people like. <laughs> what, yeah, what, I,
1: what about I, you, haven't, Andrew? I haven't seen it. I haven't. I kind of like. Moon Knight was uh-huh. rough for me. I never finished Moon Knight, and then Obi Wan just sort of killed me on Disney Plus. Oh, uh,
0: I, I would say I, if, if Doctor Brian could write a prescription, j- try those first three hours of Andor.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I have faith in Tony Gilroy. I have faith in that. I, I just was just it was just my enthusiasm levels were just. This was awful. Like Obi Wan was awful. Oh, it was just flat but, but out it would awful. have been
0: a great movie. Can we agree on that? Obi-Wan No as a movie? Oh, okay. Right.
1: No, what what would have been cool? I mean, there's the characters were poorly created, whatever. I just don't know there was anything in there that and that the the, the I like, just what felt like a Star Wars Jr. novel about Princess Leia's adventure that was just so Oh no, yeah, I mean, yeah, you would have cut Princess Leia. <laughs> she'd be barely there. Oh, really? Oh, but, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, but that was the whole point. I know. <laughs> no, mm, I I, uh... I <laughs> I just thought it was awful. I just was like, oh, which is and then like in little things that drive me nuts because the sets looked like look, really cheap. Like you could see like there's close up shots. Like wow, I I can see the plywood there. That right, you know, I reckon like,
0: I, I can almost see the serial number of the air filter that you used <laughs> to, to, and, and then, sprayed glitter paint on.
1: <laughs> and then the lightsaber effects. Like yeah, that looks just like the glowing LED lightsaber you get in the store. Yeah, or glowing. <laughs> Yep. You know, like the like you like oh, you got oh you're using a quasar light bar set on a it was just oh oh so cheap and so and uh, it's I supposed see, to be one of the most expensive shows. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well,
0: I, I I don't want to get too far in the weeds <laughs> on that one, but yeah. but there's so much I agree. Uh, and 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 uh, yeah, price, uh, gentlemen. Oh wait, did you have a
2: pick? We've already price. gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're here. Yeah.
1: So you it's want to do a, a second round? <laughs> it's been weird. <laughs> I hate watching Moonfall the uh, second round. No. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.